1: to Grind, the Hardcore Podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. I'm
0: Tom, and I'm weird enough. It. It's hundreds of episodes,
1: Pat- fellas. You got to mix it up.
2: Hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Everybody, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon for excellent content. Knox uh, Colby is the subject of the recent Patrick Artist to Artist series. Um, and Knox, Knox's <laughs> so comment on it, Knox's—it's com- just that real artist, artist shit. You just get a deep connection. Was, uh, hold on, let me read it directly from my group group chat with him. Hold on, where you at, Knoxy? God, shout out to Knox. Shout out to Enforce. They deserve more love than they get. Um, <laughs> this is worth it. Oh, God, I couldn't make it through my own episode. It's so boring. Ha ha ha. So, Yo, welcome um, to my
1: life that's all i do is is just talk you know i mean he's telling me he's got to get used to it
2: uh these stories so boring but here's mine so with that said everybody let's thank some sponsors
1: thank you to, to go in
2: run for cover records sony thank you to what to live a lie canon I like the way you're going. Thank you to Close Casket Activities. Nikon. I'm hoping you hit the one I'm telepathically trying to shoot you right now. And thank you to Convulse Records.
1: Uh, Leica.
2: I was going for Panasonic. Uh. Were you just doing camera brands?
1: I was doing camera brands. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Listen, I, once
2: you did Nikon, I, I was figured, but I was hoping you get, you started with Sony, and I was like, ooh, we could get some weird shit here. You can
0: go anywhere. JVC um,
1: yeah J- Yo, they, they whenever I travel whenever I travel Southeast Asia they love JBL everything is mm. is somebody trying to si- sell me a JBL product of some type and I, I just don't know what the fixation is like, hey, they're fine quality I guess speakers I okay, old
2: tech old tech today we're starting with our friends Closed Casket Activities. I'm going to tell you to go to ClosedCasketActivities.com for all your heavy music needs. But you know what? Today, specifically, we're changing it up. We're going to tell you to go to JarheadFertilizer.com mm. Mm, Do you know why, guys?
1: Uh, no, do you know why?
2: Don't. They have a new LPCD coming out. Carceral Warfare. Yeah. And it's coming out very soon. Uh, December 8th. Uh, the lead video and single parasitic pathology is out right now um dropped just last night at midnight uh, if you go to jarheadfertilizer.com you can get that limited vinyl maybe it's on close too but it'll definitely be there so uh go get it close jarheadfertilizer.com this is that heavy stuff they got a big tour coming up uh you're going to want to check this out. I think if you're a fan of some of the other stuff he's that Close casket has been doing recently, noisy, heavy, fast, this is it. Do it. Mm. Convulse Records, convulserecords.com. Guys, they did a pretty hot merch drop not long ago. Uh, that I was a fan of, and I'm excited. I'm actually uh, we're gonna do a merch draft right now. Are you guys ready, uh, Tom? You get the first pick in the Convulse Records merch draft of the recent drop. So it's these five items first. Here,
0: all right. We pull up the uh, the old website.
2: Yeah, go to convulserecords.com, and then oh, uh, oh
0: man, mm-hmm. so you get the first pick. Do I go yeah. Do I go chalk, or do I go? Mm-hmm. Hey, that's weird that Tom's wearing something like that.
2: Like a, like a like a High ceiling pick, like, oh, this could be a real hit, or you know, it's a little tricky. It's up to you, brother.
0: I, yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go chalk. I, I love the varsity hoodie.
2: Hell yeah, mm. black varsity hoodie, classic look. Love the, love the kind of varsity letters, but then you still get that cool, like, uh, Fritzl Convulse punk punk Records. Skull, yeah, exactly. Shout out established 2018. Patrick, you get the second pick. Obviously, the hoodie's off the map, but which of these four items is striking your fancy in the draft?
1: Uh, uh, hold on.
2: Uh, hold on. He's also going to com. Slower than Tom, but, you know, he'll get that. <laughs>
1: yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hey, Pat, do you
0: have to go to anything like .au?
1: Uh, yeah, I do, actually. Um, That's so
0: fantastic. Not not everything, it.
1: obviously. Okay, so I'm looking at, I'm looking at uh, uh, the the merch on top, right?
2: With yes, things. Right. Hoodies Hot gone. Mentioned. Hoodies off the top. Hoodie?
1: So oh, I, I, so I'm going with the money burner. Come on. <laughs> what
0: is that? You to all your labels?
2: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, the no. money burner shirt. Okay, fantastic pick. Yes, yes, very good. Yeah, the money burner shirt. A weird goblin uh, burning some money, and that does feel strangely appropriate for you and that leaves my number one pick the convulse records logo hat floppy dad hat that's my style with the classic convulse records logo uh i might have already ordered this if you haven't you should too convulserecords.com check it out thank you for all the support if you love us or you like us or you kind of like us or you just play us in the background to get through whatever nonsense you're doing appreciate you go support these labels you'll find something you like how you doing how you feeling fellas
1: Excellent.
2: Doing all right. How you doing, I'm good. I'm good. Tom, it was posed to me that the uh, term, the phrase fellas, uh, is this a uniquely upstate New York term? Is this a term that you hear a lot in your life? Or is this just a term that you hear Patrick say? Because when it was posed to me, it was said, hey, is fellas just something they say in upstate New York? Is that just a Patrick thing? And I said, well, definitely, I think it's a New York thing. Yeah. Right. Just overall. I, mean, I like think it I, might be
0: an Irish I, thing. Cause like, you know, for he, he's a jolly good fella. Oh, I
1: okay, don't know. Sure. It, 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 is it a
0: uh, fellow? It's fella.
1: Yeah. Fella. Is it, really it not cool. common? Do, do, am I the only, <laughs> I can't be the only one saying fella. No, but I mean, think no, about think it. it. it it's like it's good fun. friends
0: across the country. Do they go like,
1: oh, how you fellas doing? No, no. I, I will admit that. No, I, there's I, a few. I, I, I'm uh, it's more common coming out of my mouth, but it, there are regional shits like saying boss is definitely i encountered that in the south more than i encounter it uh any of the uh, anywhere in the northeast that's you know true know I
0: mean? that's true right. you uh, say what's "pal" up- in boston that means you want to fight but you say pal somewhere else it's like oh yeah 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 a little less confrontational are like, you doing pal and like oh he's gonna punch me
1: uh yeah my father says pal in the most congenial way uh it's his fella It's it's well, pal.
2: Is a you you, you think your father comes off like a a gym teacher or a friendly coach? Like, what's up, pal? How you doing? Like, like kind of, you know, maybe gives you a little noogie kind of thing. What's up, fellas? Feels like a very uh, New York uh, people I know thing to say. So it's not just Patrick, but uh, but that did come up recently. No, I'm doing well. I uh, you know the the real life. Hammer of justice is a a weird thing. The things that strike you sideways, you know, about an hour ago, I got a a message from the daycare that we used that we used for uh, when we moved here with Easton. Um, It's like a daycare preschool kind of thing. And one of my daughters goes there now and the owner just sold it. And it like literally not tailspin, but I was like shook because this is this, this woman I've known for years and like I think she runs an inc- I think she runs an incredible business. Love everything she does, man. I got that email. I texted uh, uh, Amanda was in the other room putting putting kids to bed. I texted her. I am like, you know, blank sold the daycare, and she was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> but it really <laughs> hit me sideways. I was like, oh man, so so if uh, if I am seem off, it's because
0: uh, wow. I've had
2: a major ripple in the daily life over here. Woo. Um. But do you guys feel like talking about some hardcore
1: tonight? Love to, sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, let me let me f- pause it, a question first. <clears throat> um, is this the
0: one you were going to drop on us?
1: No, this is a, this is a different one inspired by uh, our ad reads. Um, hmm. All right, the Actually and then I got a our-
0: question for you guys. I
2: got a question for you after this one.
1: Inspired by our own ad read for our own Patreon. My conversation with Knox was, was uh, really fun. He, he's, uh, a he's a very wonderful guy, dude. Very fun guy to speak to. Yeah.
2: I wonder where he gets uh, his ideas from.
1: The, so <laughs> the, the, here's my question. And this is not, uh, this isn't me coaching. What what do they call it when you're coaching from the, through the media? Th- that's not what, what I'm doing here. Um, I'm just trying to think out loud because in all my social circles, including our group chat, I've asked this question. Drug Church has a headliner uh, in the fall of next year, right? Uh, It's our album, you know, our new album sort of shit, right? And uh, finding support for that uh, tour is a brain buster, right? Because you want it to be high energy throughout, but you also want a little bit of variety. Uh, We played uh, you know different types of songs, and so we can have different types of bands. Uh, not that they would necessarily do it uh, anyway. It's a hypothetical, uh, but is is something like enforced too much? No,
2: it. Not but it's dope. it would be dope. It would be an experiment of extracurricular genre play for them. Because they have because mostly, they and I'm speaking very either. coldly, I'm speaking very clinically here about a band I love, I think is awesome, and I think is doing so many things the right way. And I'm not saying they're doing things the wrong way. Like, they've created quite a foothold in the metal, thrash, etc. cetera world, uh, and have worked really hard to do it. So I think it's sick what they've done. But to do a tour with Drug Church could be seen as like, oh, why are you doing that? Right by their fans who are you know uh metal and adjacent. kind of not adjacent to hardcore you know like just like like wait a second like yeah you're you're you got a little hardcore in your sound but like you're like a you're like a thrash metal band you know you're a metal band you know and right.
0: imagine like anthrax going out with like u2 or something
2: a- anthrax going out with bad religion right you know what i mean like right. in 1986 Uh, There might be some early. Through a 2023 lens makes total sense to me. Agree. But then you look at the more myopic view of it and see, like, what somebody who's just in the metal world, they might see it as, like, what are you trying to go for? You're trying to get those, like, pop punk fans? What are you doing, you know? Now, that said, I think it's incredible. This is, like, I don't know if it's a symptom or or like a cause of the time is how open the broad based listener is to things. Because I think if enforced goes on a tour with drug church, um, a lot of drug church fans go home. Fans of enforced. Yes. Because they just bring a lot of energy. They're great. It's got an appeal. And I think, and this is me speaking broadly, but also hearing, knowing a lot of different types of people who really love drug church Church is not a fan base who's on that Slayer fan tip on that AFI fan tip where it's like, no, no, I'm here to see that band and I don't want to see the openers. I'm not too, I'm not interested. I'm not curious what they sound like.
0: So you know, people like music.
1: Yeah, right. I, I would hope. I, I mean also like just, yeah, that, that sort of vibe that <clears throat> I'm here for the show, which is, uh, I'm grateful for that. I, I'm just, I'm trying to think like, uh, you know, uh, I'm throwing names out like like uh, s- something like Spy, but it is with Spy and Enforced. It's very difficult. The, the, everybody, this is again. I'm not coaching from from the bench. If if there's a conversation to be had with any of these bands, I'll I'll just go to them. But I, I'm just these are hypotheticals. Is uh, it okay? Find- You're using references of
2: bands that you enjoy and would be like excited to have on tour yeah. with you. Yes, this yeah. is just clinical.
1: Yeah, a- and and finding. Sorry, everybody, and also these might be like, um, uh, what do you call them, uh, 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 limousine problems or something? You know what I mean? Like, not that Drug Church is in a limousine, sure. just that, just that we, it's. This might not apply for everybody. Being a headlining band, trying to find an act that is willing to play under you, but is also has a lot of energy around them. If I was enforced, do I play under Drug Church? Technically, we might be a bigger band, but that doesn't mean that they necessarily benefit <laughs> from playing under us. And Spy is another good example. Uh, right. Technically- and it
0: makes that look bad on like a flyer if, you're not, if you don't know who Drug Church is, but you know in because you saw them with like obituary.
1: Right. Well, it's, I, I don't even like worry about band. that and I don't, know how, I, don't know if other, I don't know how many other bands do. What I do worry about for my band and other bands on occasion is, uh, is am I wasting your time? Do, do, do you know what I mean? Like, am I wasting your time mm-hmm. by asking you to play in front of people who make, cause we get offers where they're cool. They're very cool people. They're very cool bands. They're very cool, whatever. And I just have to look at it and go, yeah, I, I just don't know if I can, like I have a career. I can, I can go do music stuff that is exclusively fun. I don't know if I can ask my bandmates, to go spend 30 days on a pointless venture. <laughs> just,
2: doing the, just do it for the fun thing. Right. Sure.
1: Right. Like, so, so like, that's
0: not your concern. That's their concern to figure out.
1: Yeah. It's not you know your what? band.
0: I'm saying the bands that you ask.
1: Uh, well, yes. And that's the other thing is that you're absolutely that's
0: right. That's right.
1: That's right. It's up they have their own to every agency. Every, it's up to every band to m- make the decision if they think it's worthwhile or not. And it's, yes, you're all correct on that. I just – uh I don't know. It's the thing that enters my head whenever we talk about support. Like in my opinion, a band like spy would get a lot out of playing with drug church, but, but that also really depends on spot, like a band like Spy's goals. Do do, do you know what I'm saying? It's uh, not everybody's goal is to have a few fans from this scene and a few fans from that scene. That's right. Some bands are just interested in being the most concentrated version of what they are and, and kind of dominating their space forever. It's, uh, iron lung is not, is, is not interested in, in opening for AFI. <laughs> so, right. so it's like, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I just right now I get very stressed out around the time that we have to start selecting, uh, uh support bands because I want the best outcome <clears throat> Uh, I don't I'm, don't have any great suggestions because I'm also on an island. Uh, do, do you think you, do you get, get too involved? I don't get terribly involved until it's too late, and then I just uh, in, in, chime in that I'm uh, dissatisfied. Um,
0: so, and here's my other question. Yes, I'm going to interrogate you now. Yeah, please. Knowing you and the stuff that you've gotten killed for for the last like six months. Mm. Are you limiting the potential support potential because you're limiting the venues to ensure no barricades, etc.? Uh, like, could you do like a fuck? Like, if you were willing to fucking eat shit in New York and play a fucking
1: oh, you know, oh, oh, you
0: mean- and steal Steel with
1: yeah, okay, so so
0: whoever yeah. fucking you know built a spill or something, <laughs> whoever, like it could be anybody.
1: Okay, so 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 it's a real. Uh sorry everybody this is going to be a real behind the curtain <laughs> inside baseball sort of episode. Uh it is yeah it, it's it's a hard question because uh you don't know until you you succeed or fail at a new size room, right? And uh our booking agents are applying soft pressure to get us to go into uh bigger Next. rooms. Yeah. Uh everybody from uh, Fiddlehead uh, to Drain, uh, it, everybody's kind of experiencing a really nice, progressive move towards these uh, larger venues. And, you know, obviously, if, if you are somebody affiliated with Drug Church and your money is based on our money, then obviously you would like us to be in bigger rooms. It's totally natural. It's not an evil thing on anybody's part. Um, I am being very stinky about room size at this point uh because I want barrier or I want no barrier I no don't barrier want it to be an issue. I
0: don't and want people touching me I want a barrier I don't care if it's a two hundred cap I want a giant back. <laughs> yeah, I barrier. mean
1: listen, there's definitely bands like that <laughs> out there, but the I guess what I'm saying is uh yes uh the smaller the room the more limited y- y- your support options because you simply cannot justify the expense
0: you can't afford it um so cuz like look at this drug church sam i am
1: uh, oh listen that's the thing would, would be okay. a fucking banger L- let's be but you're
0: not doing that at the place you're doing usual shows
1: no but all right tom let's 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 hypothetical this and bob you've booked a million mm. shows including festivals sure so, sure sure i'm listening. so i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need your yeah. Hey, you know more than the
0: rest of the rest yeah, I'm gonna teams need your insight. No, no, it's just
2: different perspective. I'm, it's, I'm here.
1: So, uh, Sam, I am. Uh, Tom, uh, we can. Uh, we're both fans of the band. Uh, yep. I, I have not seen them, and uh, just tell me what size room you think they would fill on their own in 2023.
0: If to play in New York City, you could probably do four. What? Is that too little?
1: Could probably do what?
0: Probably 400.
1: Oh no, that's fine. Um, no, they pre-
0: not four people. No, I don't no, mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think they last played when they last played here. They played Brooklyn Maid.
1: Okay, so which is
0: that new spot and like that has its own. You if you play there, you get access to a an apartment upstairs that has a jacuzzi. But whatever. Oh, shit. So if you want to talk to your your people. Uh, That's where I saw the good life tour too. So I'm just saying, you know
1: what? There's a couple of venues in the North America that have jacuzzis and, uh, I have no interest in going in none of them. Um,
0: but I mean, they, they're just a festering <laughs> whirlpool of just everything.
1: It's disgusting. So, uh, okay. Uh, so they bring four hundred. Uh, what do you think drug church is good for? Uh, it's Eight. tough to guess because in New York we do well, plus we've been uh, pretty protected on our last few New York uh, trips we've We've had uh, either great support or been great support. so it is really difficult to tell. Are we good for five hundred?
0: I'll say more than that.
1: Yeah, so that's the issue.
0: I think we're good okay, for you guys together sell out monarch. okay, easy.
1: yeah, all right, that's true. <clears throat> okay. So the two of us sell out Monarch. That's completely viable. Sounds like the best time in the world to me. I really like Monarch. Uh, but to get Sam I am to say, yeah, this is worth it for us. Uh, it might have to be a bigger room with a bigger guarantee that we then don't fill. And that is, that is to me, uh, unacceptable.
0: <laughs> like I, right, that's the, I would it
1: yeah. rather fill a room have a great time kids wall to wall good memories a lot of sweat nobody getting significantly mm. hurt because there's not enough physical room mm. in the building to get significant
0: correct hurt. energy yep so so pat what were your last your last
1: two headliners
0: do you remember the lineups
1: uh we did a co-headline with the band prince daddy right. um was anxious on that or did i make that up
0: no anxious uh, was on that
1: yeah they were on that um and what was I'm not trying done? to put you on the spot, but I'm
0: just wondering because like, if you look back, didn't you you did a soul blind one step closer.
1: Oh right, yeah, yeah, Th- that what was the, well too. Who was uh, the fourth uh,
0: band? Was it Gel? No. Uh, uh,
1: no. no, no, no.
0: Gel no. was on the Drain Tour. Yeah. Um, who was the fourth band? I'm really sorry to put you on the. No, um, right. you had a wonderful I mean, time I mean, on it.
1: Forgive me. Uh, forgive me to the bands. I, I just uh, I I tore a lot the, this past year. Yeah, true, yeah. So the, anyways, blind. that that was the that was the bulk of it. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, good, good tours, right? But, lurk, uh, yes, lurk. So, so here's the thing. Um, Drain and Prince Daddy. Prince Daddy has a lot of their own fans. To- we felt totally protected in those shows. Uh, solid co-headliner. It would have had to go bad, really bad, for it to go bad. Um, Drain, we were support. Uh, can't be more protected than that. They were having a, a great fucking ru- like a, a meteoric moment. Awesome, fun to be part of it. Uh, so. What is oh and then in New York, ultra protected on the, uh,
0: uh, angel dust angel fiddlehead. dust
1: uh, fiddlehead, Um and
0: you close that one.
1: We did close that one, but anybody Late. can close that one.
0: It, it, yeah, you also went on at like midnight.
1: Sure, uh,
0: thank you, Tom. Uh, Tom, I appreciate you gassing me up, but 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 my point. I'm is- just saying no, but I remember like the show got pushed back because it was taking forever to get people in the venue. And our, our other friend, Pat, was like, We're not playing right now. There's, you know, 600 people outside online or whatever the fuck it was. And yeah, you guys got pushed back. I remember sitting there. It was like midnight on like a weekday. Cause I think we got like a Thursday because New York always gets to like, yeah. they'll come out whenever. Yep. And not a soul left.
1: Yeah, it was, it was awesome. It, very cool. And I think that unless the tide really turns our, our next, um, Our next LP outing is going to be really good, but I, I still would prefer to safely fill a room. And now here's the question. We've talked about this a little bit on this podcast and forgive us for people that don't like the nitty gritty stuff. Um, is it, do I, at some point, okay, let me put it like this. Uh, a friend of mine just went out. He played the same rooms that he's played for the last two years. He was bummed. Not because the shows weren't good, just because, uh, it's too samey life's becoming too familiar, too, too similar. Mm. Uh, Is it, and he also in the back of his head feels that he's starting to get judged that, uh, and this is real by the way, everybody that, uh, uh, you can kind of, you can kind of, uh, uh, punk yourself into poverty. Uh, is it, you know, like take to me it's not a stance I'm not taking some fucking like like uh hardcore for the hardcore stance by wanting small rooms with no barrier. it's purely for my enjoyment <laughs> you know what I mean so uh is it am I doing myself a disservice and and uh for lack of a better word or lack of a better phrase and and forgive me uh to the basement kids here am i um harming my future earnings? Am I ruining my potential of being screeching weasel? Uh, <laughs> by, uh, by, I hope so. Yes. <laughs> by, by not going uh, up a room when I have the opportunity, because uh, as Tom and I have gone on and on about uh, sick of it all, walked through a door when the door opened. And as a result, uh, their career was, was lengthened uh, far beyond.
0: Right. It gives you a lot of room to fall.
1: Yeah. It gives you a lot of room to fall and it was lengthened far beyond that of their, of many of their contemporaries. So, uh, do you walk through that room when you have an opportunity? Like when you tell me Sam, I am is a 400 cap in 2023. Should Sam, I am be a bigger band. I, yes. Yes, they probably should. Right. And, uh, what contributes to, the fact that they're not a thousand cap band. I, well, there's probably a lot of things, but, uh, one of those might just be, well, they were a thousand cap band at their peak or 1500 cap band at their peak. And this is what happens after 20 years.
0: So, right. And they haven't played in front of new people in 20 years.
1: Yeah, there you go. That's true. That's the problem.
0: But this is all to say, I'm not for them, but in general, I think these bands get like into their lanes. And, you know, you know, and that's cool, too. Maybe they're just stoked to play in front of 400 people that they play in front of and yeah. get the guarantee that they get. And that's it. Maybe they're not looking for anything else. And that's cool, too. I mean, there's no harm in that.
1: Yeah, very cool. But but I, I don't know. I, I just uh, I know that in the next few months, as we try to uh, pin down support and uh, uh, probably venues, have, you know, uh, on the other side of the winter, um, I know that I'm going to be put in. I'm going to be the villain. <laughs> I Anticipate yeah. this already. Mm. So, uh, you know, and listen, the people who are critical of where I'm at, they they might ultimately be right, and maybe I'm just stuck on an island. Like, let, let me run a question by you, fellas. Do you, Let's do you hear it. maybe I've asked this before? Do you know who Mama is?
0: Uh, I watched that movie.
1: <laughs> Good times. What do we? What? So, Mama is a band. And my bandmates fucking love Mama, and they tell me Mama's bigger than we are, and and they want to tour with Mama. But th- there's no way to figure it out because it's not—they're not incentivized to do a co-headline. We don't think, and uh, they're slightly too big to play under us. We're slightly too big, perhaps, to play under them. And and here, how do you spell it? He, I think just like you'd think, uh, with an O, maybe. Oh, no. oh, Mama! Like M uh, O M M A. But here's here's why I bring up this band, because respectfully to Mama, this has nothing what to is, do with Mama's reach or or anything. I never heard of Mama, and I am on an island, right? That I fully recognize because my bandmates are are saying, "Let's get this band or let's get that band," and to me, they sound respectfully to Turnover. They sound like Turnover. Like some of these bands that these that these fellows are suggesting, and I say, hey, that's cool, but I need people to stage dive <laughs> all day. That's just what I need. And
0: right, and that's part of the show here.
1: We can- right, so this is this, uh, here's what I'm arriving at: is uh, I'm on an island, both in terms of my what comes over my desk in terms of new music, and also. Uh, what I want out of a show and I'm, but I'm one of five people and I fully acknowledge that I've been wrong in the past and I don't know everything. So the really hard part is when you're talking about something like an album record, like a record release tour, everybody wants that to be ideal. Everybody wants that to be like their vision of how it should pan out. And I'm anticipating uh, conflict. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I, I get. I see. I see the the conch to you, fellas.
2: Okay. Um, so you are anticipating conflict because. Uh, Because I want to play uh, with spy and yeah, you want you want the stage dives and you see the band. Okay, so this this is a fun topic. Okay, Uh, um, so this is the story of Minor Threat prior to Out of Step. Their heads were in different directions. You know, (laughs) the Um, friendship seems to be. I'm worried. Right, (laughs) right. So, so this is a fun question, Tom. You might have some practical experience, but it's a fun one to think about. What to do when a partnership and endeavor doesn't hit? It's not a snag. It's not. It's not a problem. It hits a. Ooh, you want to do A B, and I want to do E F. Where do we go from here? Um, do you find a compromise in the middle? Does that yeah, just mean every? Yeah. Does that mean everyone's unhappy? Do you do a little A and a little E? you know like what what is the right mix and is there a cd is there a middle ground where it's like right. oh you know we're booking this tour we've got room for the chill out great listening band and the stomp them up dive off the stage band
0: and right. that's which is that's kind of a problem for drug church yeah because they fit in both lanes
2: well and and then it's what is the drug church set like and is anyone happy with it like You know, like uh, this is a weird one, and we'll sidebar it for now. Let's put a pin in what the alkaline trio set is going to be like. Um, But that's that's the interesting part. Is it practical? Is it? And I think it's where it gets down to the specific bands you go out with. Will they work or will they not work? You know, like if you're going out with two bands that are different flavors, but highly competent and you think there's tracks on either side of the fence maybe it'll work but if you're bringing one just because they're off the wall bonkers jumping off things and the other is just chill vibes dude it could leave you as a band who has to play last with a like okay uh let's get everybody back engaged with the gig right and that's a weird weird feeling so so my my answer is you have to thread the needle in the most thoughtful of ways to hit mm. and the good side in that is if people on both sides like both things, you can you can really make it work if you can see the value, especially look, all three of us will admit this and say this to the audience. There are bands that on record are just okay, maybe they could be described as drab or boring or flat or melancholic or you need to be in the right mood. But then when you see it live, wow, it's impressive and livelier than you maybe thought and more exciting. And there are bands who on record are awesome and loud and you're like, this is angry and fueled. And then you see them live and it's boring you can't have that so this can go either way it's not always about like we want to take the exciting band and the chill band how do we make it work it's it's about getting the good version of all those things
0: ain't easy Ain't easy. and who knows what changes in the in the next six months oh yeah there's there's one maybe band. a new band you're like that's the shit
1: yeah and and it's also there's one band that uh my bandmates really like to take out who are probably going to be bigger than us, but like if we, if we lock them in now, uh, we might be in a situation where <laughs> we have to co headline by the,
0: switch spot, yeah.
1: by the time it comes around, you know,
2: uh, uh, honestly, not a bad situation.
1: No, it's not bad except, uh, I mean, it's great for the amount of people at the shows and it's all good. I would just need to know that they also have an album coming out because if you both have albums coming out, then you can kind of get away with a, like, Oh, it's a, it's a co headline. Cause we're bros. But if you, if one of you has an album coming out and you're at your kind of like peak excitement levels, people are, uh, like are about you, and then you're doing a co-headline with somebody that put out an album a year ago, it's just evident that you are not nearly as big as that band. You know what I mean? Which is not really a problem. Like for example, um, there's bands that are just they're going to have higher Spotify numbers than my band, no matter what. And it's just you, there's going to have to be some parsing between tickets and like what you know what matters in this calculation. Um, so I uh, I don't know I, I and I don't know if our listeners are are super interested in in specifically drug church uh, business, but I, this applies to basically everybody. Is yeah,
0: every tour you see gets announced? There's talks like this for six months.
1: Yeah, precisely right. Uh, also, have you guys checked out Strange Joy?
0: Yes, good band.
1: I so my bandmates. It, it was in the group chat. Somebody suggested uh, as a as a one of uh, one of four. So I went and checked it out live. I'd heard the record, I think, but I it, live is really fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, really good band live. Uh, so uh, the so one of fours are easier because uh, it, uh, if you can find bands that are serious about. Hey, we're at the beginning of our career, or we're less known, but we are a serious act. Uh, we'd like to go out. Cool. That's that, That's a little bit easier. Two of four can be difficult because they often don't understand why they're not three of four. Because, hey, we've got similar numbers to, to three of four uh, or
0: – Right, it's negligible.
1: Yeah. Or we think we'll have a record coming out around that time. And we think that we'll, we'll skip over three of four, not to be disrespectful, but you know, can we consider that? And there's all sorts of things, but, uh, three of four is goddamn hard, man. It, it, it's because you don't want to insult you the needle. You don't want to insult anybody. Uh, you you, you, you want to be respectful to their time and their money. Uh, it's not easy. <clears throat> um, and you and don't want to get smoked. And then you, you, you can also run into a problem. We don't, we haven't run into this problem yet, but I've seen it play out a, a lot where three of four keeps asking for more money because they're doing the math in their head and they're saying, do we really need to be a support band? Let's let, let we'll only do it if we'll, if we get X right. And some, I mean, sometimes if you've put together an entire tour, you can then feel like these guys have you over the barrel because they'd be perfect. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's, uh, it, these are all f- group chat fights that that will uh, take place.
2: Well, and, and, I mean, I would encourage the idea being the thing that you uh, – and, and people, you know, a lot of times people – this is someone's first episode. If you enjoy this, we had a lot of really good convo about the Drain Tour yeah. where there was back scenes like, ooh, is Drug Church opening for Drain sort of an underplay for you? And you guys all collectively like, well, who knows? I don't know. Maybe. Who cares? We're going to go out and these shows are going to be great. And you look at that and you look back at that and you look at where Drains at now, where Drug Church is at now, where Gel is at now. Magnitude continues to do stuff. They just dropped their new record, you know? And it's just like, uh, and, and all the other bands that were on different legs of that, you know, a lot of ships are floating off that wave. Oh, yeah. And so that's where I apply that into uh, the booking agent head into the head of the band looking at that like, oh, we're getting asked to do a tour package. What does that mean? You know, a lot of first timers. It's it's interesting. It can be really good. It could be weird. It could be foreign. It can be a really good opportunity to do that second of four or third of, you know what I mean? The Like the second slot. Uh, the first slot can be a good opportunity too, especially depending on what kind of band you are. So I don't know. Uh, I, I think you are in somewhat of a privileged position in terms of you have an audience who is open, which means they're receptive, which means the bands you can bring will do well. And that's not a case for a lot of bands. Yo, You know, you know I, I you could bring a heavier band out and they could do well. You could bring a mellow band out and they could do well uh you can't say that for every band in the spaces that we talk about often so um shout out to that i think i think it's a, a an interesting conversation and uh maybe we can kind of stay abreast to it and, and you can let us know how much your uh your bandmates like this being just public fodder
1: <laughs> uh are you ready for another topic vaguely of related. course
0: swing it oh related <laughs>
1: uh how much should a hardcore show cost in 2024
0: like a what are we talking local we talking big
1: uh we're talking uh let's say on the okay let's go down the list uh tsunami's playing uh six shows what should those shows cost
0: i'd say 25 bucks but four fees
1: okay um what do you think I, I'm completely. I'm going to be honest. I'm completely disconnected. I'm a G. I get into everything for free. Uh, I've, I, don't oh.
2: know, I don't. I don't know what things even cost. Here, anymore. here, hold on, Patrick. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Um, 1998. Time where you paid for most shows you got into. Right.
1: Uh, yeah, all of them. Okay. Um,
2: how much would the tsunami show do you think cost in 1998?
1: In Albany, New York, ten dollars.
0: Nineteen
1: ninety-eight.
2: <laughs> I'm saying it's eight dollars. Yeah, it, maybe eight dollars. Yeah, let's call it ten dollars. Nice right. and easy. It was it's tsunami and some other good bands. Tsunami's from California. We're throwing the extra sure. two bucks. Ten dollars in nineteen ninety-eight equates to eighteen dollars and forty cents in twenty twenty-three, and we're rounding that up to twenty. Okay. Full stop. So I'm saying bare minimum, bare minimum twenty. I think twenty to twenty-five is where we at, because the economics of shows have changed too.
1: Uh, okay, but what's the tip? People ain't mind? selling CDs out here now. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, hey, I'm the guy who thinks, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm not against money. So that's all fine. But what Punk about- rock guilt is dead. What's that?
0: Punk rock guilt is dead.
1: P- Punk rock guilt is oh, yeah. dead. I agree with that. But what about, um, let's say, uh, okay, uh, a band that I, I think kind of does- has done their own headliner, unless I'm mistaken, uh, but not a big band. Uh, the band Spaced. Let's say that Spaced and another band that is smaller than Spaced are doing um, a, a completely DIY. Uh, they're they the 15 day tour. Um, what do those shows cost? Are those 20? We have a baseline of 20, no matter what.
0: I'd say like 18 to 20.
1: Okay, and is there a, what is the, uh, uh, so in pricing, sorry, everybody, this is now no, this super is inside baseball in, in pricing. And Bob, you could speak to this, uh, with the mm. first few sound of furies versus the current sound of furies and exactly sure. what those differences are. There is a tipping point in, in, in the cost of things where you, you <clears throat> what you're losing in, in, uh, in, Hey, I can't afford that, uh, is not. So you're not at the tipping point. You can, you can have people in mass say, I'm not willing to pay that. And it's totally fine for most businesses. If they raise the prices provided that they're still making more money. And you see this, uh, like for example, comic books, a business I'm in, uh, have a smaller readership, but they charge more money. It's a luxury Mm -hmm. item. And they – for a while there, they were making the same amount of money. They're no, no longer. Um, that's the problem. It tends to be diminishing returns after a time. But um, you can lose some people because by charging more – this is obvious, everybody. It's economics, but just pay attention. Um, it peels people off. It, 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 it You can – that's the thing. It all, You can offset costs, but you're making people angry. Uh, or you can But not everybody.
0: You're a now, certain age group, you're making angry.
1: Yes, that's all true. Okay, so let's get to it. Uh, what is the tipping point on a on a touring band, but but primarily what we'd call like a local show, a smaller show? Um, what's the tipping point number? Is it pu- anything over twenty? Tipping point. Probably. And what is it on a national act that that uh, can fill a good size room?
0: I mean, I paid $54 to see quicksand last night.
1: That's right. Yeah.
2: And I think, I think that that's also fees involved in shit. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that people are looking at the way they spend their money on music and bands differently now, whether they're conscious of it or not, because it's like, oh, well, I don't buy CDs anymore. I don't, I stream my music, yeah, it, new albums. Yeah. Right. Correct. Correct. New albums come out. Cool. Maybe I buy merch uh, and people have different perspectives on that, you know, like whatever, but they see it as being like, oh, there's an increase, it costs more to go see them live. Yeah, okay, sure. And I mean, for better or worse, one of the most direct ways that bands get money now is playing live. You know, like the days of there being purely recording artists who just record music and you know make a living off that small space world that just doesn't if it ever existed it doesn't now you know what i mean and I, I, i love to have a conversation with somebody who wants to talk about that like the idea of someone who just did music put it out there found some success Uh, from what you know but really maybe they toured for a while but then stopped fully and still continued to release music and people followed that I don't that's that's few and far between now right so I think people just know like oh okay like the dollar doesn't go as far as it used to things cost more walk into any bagel shop uh, sandwich place uh, you go into the grocery store, everything costs more, full stop. And so it's like, okay, $10.19.98 is equivalent to $18 in 2023. But then the way that money works is different too, just everything surrounding it. So I don't think $25 is crazy for the big show quote unquote, you know what I mean? Like I'll be honest. Like I remember 1999, there being tickets for bigger gigs that were 20 bucks. It wasn't everything, you know, like I I remember going to festivals sometimes, you know, there were hardcore fests that were 50 bucks, 60 bucks, 20 something years ago, you know? So, uh,
1: so, so what is the tipping point?
2: What do we think? What is the tipping point for someone to go? This is too much
1: what's a festival tipping point as a guy who's done festivals? What's, what's the festival tipping point?
2: Yo, I mean, for three days,
1: for three days, so what's the most amount of money? Let's, let's make it dude, a
2: look at like, let's make it a hardcore festival. Like, uh,
1: hold on. I'm going to say uh, we're going to use LDB, but we're going to call it uh, uh, TME. Okay. So TME festival, uh, taking place in, um, Jacksonville. what, w- <laughs> What is, what is the great lineup? Great, undeniably great lineup. What's the most amount of money
0: for three nights? Like three headliners.
1: Three headliners.
0: Two hundred bucks. I'm saying between
1: what? like two and two
2: fifty. Wow. Like I wouldn't be surprised by that being a two hundred dollar. Yeah. Thing. Uh, here's the deal. I I heard the sticker shock
1: come out of your mouth. I get it. I mean, yeah. I d- listen, right. <laughs> It's, it's weird now at the, at the point in my life where I can afford some of the things that I couldn't, when I was younger, I, I, uh, I still $50, uh, doesn't, you know, whatever. When you have a family, $50 is, 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 if you can only spend $50 doing something, you're like pretty excited,
0: but right. And when you don't pay for anything, it's fucking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it but 200, 200,
1: 200, anything. <laughs> May, may, makes me go, whoa, whoa yeah, 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 slow. yeah. Right? Yeah,
0: but you got to think, there's bands on these festivals now. Like We always talk about, <laughs> like, someone made a shirt because Strife asked for $1,000.
1: Yeah, right. I remember.
0: In 1998. Wow. <clears throat> <clears throat> that in 2023 money is $1,800. Yeah. Most bands that you know of are probably getting close to $1,800, <laughs> if not way more. Like so, it's like if you want a good festival, it costs a lot of fucking money, and to find a venue that can fit x amount of thousand people, it's not you know, it's not like you're not doing the fest like what used to be like, like Syracuse Fest. It's like oh, there was like seven hundred people there or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was like a big hardcore show now, but like you're looking at places that it's like you know, a small festival is two thousand people.
1: I mean, like, I, how much do you even-
0: think that logistically costs to put on?
1: Some, some of the math on festivals is crazy. to me. Like I, like I, <clears throat> I wouldn't mess with it because I'm not that good at math. Like some, some of these, the way that some of these festivals do a really beautiful job of balancing the budget. Uh, when I know what every band is asking, I, 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 don't, I I've never figured it out, but I'm grateful. Keep, keep booking us, please. I'm grateful for you. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: I mean, look, it's, it's, <clears throat> and it's scalable and it's all these conversations. Like if you want, and this is the part I want to encourage the listener who maybe is hearing these numbers and is daunted or what have you, you know, you can still book a small local show and do the math and make it easy. And you can put on sure. a show for 10 bucks. I'm not lying. You can do it. It's just about understanding the people and the bands and this and that. And I'm also going to be really honest. Some of the best things are started with that acorn. That's that's how the oak grows. You know what I mean? Like that's all this shit. Starts with the small show. It starts with the bands, you know, being willing to play for whatever money we make. Minus the 200 bucks it cost us to rent this room goes to you guys. You know what I mean? Like. You'll always find that and that's one of the pieces of hardcore is that this is the way to learn how to do these things. And and we're at a moment that I'd say even six years ago we weren't at where it's just like these numbers have exploded beyond the range of like two or three mega bands to like 20 bands, you know, where this is – there's bands who can draw – 100 plus people any town they go to 200 plus people any town they go to you know like a conversation with a friend the other day talking about turnstile was like we've never seen anything like that we still haven't the fact this man can go anywhere and pull thousands of people out and then the big places a lot like a lot of thousands um is uh, unseen. They, they even were even the conversation pivoted to hate breed. We're like, oh, even hate breed at their peak wasn't doing what turnstile is doing in some of these small markets. Like it's it's wild. So the interesting conversation is, well, does that eliminate the small thing? No, no, no. So don't get too caught up to not believe that you can dart do the small thing. And like we've we you'll hear us talk about those things too you know i'm thinking i'm laughing it to myself uh i I don't know if we talked about the band space but i think they're from buffalo and then it had me thinking about that buffalo brunch show they did years ago you know amazing um and i think some of those folks went on stuff like violent way what have you but like yo you got a couple friends you want to do a show they got a band you know another band and you guys are all willing to do it for whatever chips may come that's the way shit starts. That's the way little scenes build. That's how you get things growing up. Like, yo, it doesn't just, 200 people don't manifest out of nowhere, anywhere, full stop.
1: Now, interesting thing. Uh, I don't I don't know how we kind of gracefully uh, transition to this conversation. A thing that I'm witnessing in comics right now is that free the free is not an incentive if people don't want a thing so th- there is hmm. uh you know I watched this happen in Albany uh during like fallow periods where people were uh trying to make a thing happen and it was very frustrated, running up against all sorts of headaches and what about if we made shows? Instead of, you know, maybe it's the cost that's prohibitive. Maybe if we made shows $5, people would come. Maybe if we made shows $1, people would come. Maybe if we made shows free, people would come. And uh, it never really works, right? Because cost is keeping some people away from your show, no doubt. But sure, unless you're asking absurd amounts of money, it's not the deciding factor. It, it, it there's something else going on where it, maybe in your area there's just not enough <clears throat> appeal for that particular thing, but you just don't get the You just don't get the volume back from offering things for lower amounts of money.
2: Would you? Guys well, and that, that that's where I thought you were going with the tipping point of price and like what's and I mean we vaguely were, but like on an average show, like. Uh, Do I think a 20-year-old, we'll just say a 20-year-old, there were times when I would have said a 16-year-old, but in 2023, I'm going to say, do I think a 20-year-old can come up with 25 bucks if they need to? Yeah, I think they could scrap up 25 bucks if they need to find a way to get to a show. Yo, I bet, I know for me, if it's 1998 and I needed to scrap up 25 bucks, man, that would be tough. 10, 12, maybe even 15, if it was some shit I really want, I, f- I get that 15 bucks. Maybe I'm not eating lunch that week. You know what I mean? But I'm going to that show. I'm doing it. Um, so I think that's the interesting question is, do you price people out with these things? Do, do people get pushed away by it? Because I, I also acknowledge that point you made, The answer isn't money all the time. Like if you offer things for free, you know, go. You want to test this out? Go look at the weekly free magazines that sit in stands. You know, yes, it's it's proof. Just because it's free doesn't mean everybody's going to pick one up and take it. Um, so it's not always the barrier. Sometimes it can become one. Price point might be a factor but there's a lot of other stuff, man. If you got a cool thing going, that's the other argument I make when the like, uh, I was talking to another friend about the, the making a scene, New York hardcore book, which, uh, is shout out to our buddy, Steve ready heavily prominently featured in lots of photos of Steve looking, looking like a beast. Amazing book. Yo, uh, Tom, I'm sure you're in the same place as me, Patrick, you could probably do this more than you realize. You look through that book, you can all of a sudden point out it's a who's who of New York hardcore in the mid-80s. Why? Because that was a lot of the people that were around at every goddamn show. Mm. Why? Because they were building up something cool that has essentially lasted beyond the days. It's become this monolith of a thing because they built a scene. And they built not just a scene, a cool scene, arguably the coolest if not just one of the coolest for sure people can do that you know what i mean like you can do that you can make that out of nothing but you just got to try it takes effort it takes putting some cool things together um and it's not always successful and you know you might feel like it was futile but maybe it wasn't. I mean, Pat, you you have a little first-hand experience of this. You don't talk often of your show booking days, but you booked shows for a few years in Albany at least, right? Sure. Do you feel like you were able to make a dent in doing cool stuff in Albany?
1: Uh y- yeah, for for the time that I was there, I did s- or for the time that I did that, I did some I did cool stuff that people tend to remember fondly, but uh does that mean that it had any lasting impact in terms of uh Albany's uh uh strength as a market, quote unquote. Uh no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or or, or Just, it, it allowed it to fade and that's okay. That happens.
2: But like you gotta do you know, it like, for
1: you gotta do it for decades. And even then if you take your your foot off the gas it's it it, it uh can in a spot like that,
2: I mean, yeah. You know, look, I'll speak to to my local area. I got a, a friend Swank who's doing local shows. He's finally got a steady venue again, and it's awesome. And you can see stuff picking up again. But it comes and goes with the regularity. With having stuff go on, it doesn't just happen right away. And you know, it's it's it ain't easy. Tom, you can speak to New York. There's some ups and down times in New York City.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's mostly based on venue availability. I think right, right. If you have a place to go, like like we talked about it last week with like the church or whatever, like if you have like a centralized place that doesn't that never goes away, right? That's all you need. It'll if you build it, people will come. No, it it might take a couple to. years to get it built up to be, but like look at like like Boise, all these places, Chattanooga, all these spots. Like they found a spot, in Fort Wayne. That like you make these places like a, a touring stop when you have a consistent venue to to, to house shows at. Yeah,
2: that's exactly. There's there's, there's two is. components. That's exactly right. There's two components. It's are you do you have an active body of people, person, handful of people doing things who want cool things to happen? Shout out to Philly for doing that because they got that and the part two, which is steady venue. Um, yo, Pat. I mean, yeah, I think like, it's yo, more you important. Had,
0: yeah, oh, what's more important? You can move, you can hand the keys to the next person. Yeah. 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 And we've seen that in New York. You know what I mean? We've seen that. You've seen that tons CBs of places, to sure. Yeah, like it's like the people who book CBs and like the hardcore shows went from this guy to this person to this woman to this guy, like you know, you'd always have an in.
1: Wait a second. Can, can I, uh, uh, what you're saying is true and important. Can I, can I bring up something that's going to get potentially maybe Tom, you in trouble? I don't think so, but. uh, Oh, cool. Can't wait. (laughs) uh, Does it strike you as crazy how much of an institution and how allegedly, uh, important, uh, ABC no was, and now seemingly completely memory hold as a place.
2: I had a long conversation about ABC the other day. Yeah. Today, this morning, actually. Um, I mean, when did it stop doing shows? S- about maybe 10 years ago? Maybe less?
0: Right, because they were supposed to rebuild it. They were supposed
2: to rebuild it and they didn't? Yeah, I walked by it a couple years back and was like, hmm.
0: This- you get buzzed into one of the sneaker shops? Because that was <laughs> a <good show>. <laughs> <laughs> when I, That was when the first time that happened to me. And I was like, oh, I remember like ABC being on Rivington and being like, this is a little sketch. Yeah. And this yeah. is why it existed because nobody would bother anybody. Yeah. And but like they were like, oh, you want to walk into this like sneaker stop shop? And like they buzz you in like you're walking into like a fucking vault.
1: So so Tom, here's a question. Was ABC's important to you or no? No. Okay. Interesting. Was it important to um how important to, to New York was it? I mean it was pretty important, but I mean I think. You know,
0: it, it was very gatekeeper That's a fact. You know, um, you had CBGBs, you had Wetlands, you had Coney Island High, you had Bond Street, you had all these different places that like, you know, my bands played ABC in Rio once.
1: Uh, same.
0: Because we were like two meathead, I guess. And then the one time we played, they said they had a higher extra security. Yeah, false. <laughs> uh, like, that's not even true.
1: Like, yeah, that's false.
0: We played there. the man of Questions and somebody else. And, like, we had to bring in extra people. I'm like, you're all volunteers. You didn't hire anybody. Yeah, stop. You know what I mean? Like, you brought another vegan. Who gives a shit? Like, okay, cool, man. Like, no one's going to do anything here. But, like, you know, it was just sort of like it was a turnoff. But, like, a lot of bands, you know, Burn or Rorschach or fucking Niceball. Like, there's a lot of bands that popped up from there that made an impact on New York hardcore at large. So – but to me, I wasn't punk enough.
1: Okay, but was it – just answer this question. Iconic venue, yes or no?
0: Yeah, as much for the dangerousness as anything. Sure. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, the roof might fall
1: in. Yeah, but- yeah, yeah, for sure. The, floor, the floor, <laughs> cool. might, floor might collapse. But I'm not saying anything about anything because I enjoyed the one show that I played there and I enjoyed the shows that I saw. The Same. Show. So Same. I'm, not, yeah, I'm not saying shit about shit except I just – There's something almost scary to me about, and uh, you know, for anybody that listened uh, to our conversation with the St. Vitus guys, uh, I didn't mean to depress them, but I I just, this was stuck in my mind that nobody appreciates a fucking thing. (laughs) Like once it's gone, it's gone. And people just don't think about a thing that was to that at one point in their lives, they couldn't imagine not having it. And then it's just, go- sorry, I'm getting a little esoteric here. Jesus. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, well, I mean, CBGBs is more a shirt than a...
1: Yes, yes. But it still exists in the mind, right? Because like of the shirt. I mean, not just the shirt, but also if you travel overseas, you'll run into CBGBs because there's like, you know, if you go to Jakarta, for example, there's there's not the same, mm. uh, you don't have the same reach on a cease and desist. Right? <laughs> Got it. So, you might get off a CBGB's uh, replica diner in in (laughs) in in Southeast Asia, and I mean I'd uh, go, or probably South America too, actually. But the the so it's it it's at least in the consciousness in some way. But something like ABC No Rio, which was, you know, it was one of the venues that was on the list of of places to play when I was a kid. That you kind of course. Like ABC, uh, CBGB's, Gilman, uh, uh, a little bit later, uh, uh, the uh, Che Cafe became, uh, like kind of like for the more screamo set had to be a place that you played.
0: And I mean, I think everyone played there, but I think it also all all
1: depended on who was holding the keys A 100%. Yes, yes, because Gilman changed. Yep, I mean, they all changed, they all changed radically, They they all changed. They don't admit it all the time, but they all change. No, but over
0: the years, like, you know, oh, you couldn't play here because you had like major label like distribution. Yeah. And then it's like,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe
0: it's still like that. But sometimes it'd be like, it was only punk and like stuff. And then it was like, oh, now you have like beatdowns play here, bands play here. I mean, it's cool.
1: Yeah. But I it all also, depends on who I like the head booker is. And a thing we don't talk about is, oh, the loud voice here that was being stinky about everything. Uh, <clears throat> uh, moved to Olympia. Uh, guess what? Right. <laughs> the, the, those bands that couldn't play can suddenly play, and it's like, oh wait, so it's not. It wasn't about deeply held convictions. It was just about, the, uh, you know, there was a guy with with a name like uh, Superglue Sal who who, who was a, a two punk for for life. <laughs> who would just jump out of the internet woodwork <laughs> and try to make life hard. And it's like, Oh, when, when super Glue Sal moved to, uh, you know, fucking Nashville, <laughs> we, the, the mice will play.
2: I, I mean, so that's the, the story of a room, you know, is that, uh, we can complain like CBGB's as a room purely, there was a lot of magic and interesting and the sound for some reason it did. It was a room that sounded good and the board would get these great recordings, but like as a attendee of concerts at CBGB's, you like slip sliding all over the floor it's got potholes in it like it's dangerous just to like try to go towards the back the bathrooms are garbage like the worst bar in America like it's all these bad things but it was incredible too uh, abc was a weird shamble of a room there were shows in the basement there was like a dirt floor basement the upstairs was like the worst art gallery you've ever been in. Like just plain walls and then here you go, here's (laughs) the band you (laughs) play. So bad, but you could see really good. I saw so many good and so many bad shows at ABC and so many good and bad at, at CBs. ABC to me had these moments, these flashes of, oh my God, this is amazing. And it's amazing that it's happening in New York. Where this place doesn't even make sense uh i went to a room that was a lot like abc in columbus ohio that was like some weird building whatever they had this space they did a diy collective and it worked it was this is 2000 so if somebody listening was involved you can
0: hit me with the name of the place that wasn't the uh legion of doom wasn't
2: i don't think so Maybe that was the house, though. That was a no, no, no. This was this was like a room. This was like a room, Um, and it honestly, Tom, it looked like the upstairs at at ABC. You know, it looked like the the main space. But ABC, but in there, it's like oh, this weird room, white walls. Okay, sure, that makes sense in Columbus, Ohio. It's fine. In New York, even though it was on Rivington in a kind of rougher zone, even through the early two thousands, it was like how does this exist it's really weird who who has the keys to this building oh that's right it changes all the time there's different people who run it kind of but not really and you can get a show on the calendar if you want and they do vet it but sometimes the vetting is harder than other times it's Fascinating, and that's this true we've talked about. I think we've talked about the Che Cafe. Yo, San Diego was a must play. Must play when the Che yep. was hot. Why was the Che hot? Uh, because they had study shows. Because they had one, two, three people booking stuff there all the time, working hard to make it work. Full stop. Shout what, out to Spencer. Shout out Spencer. Shout out to Kim. Shout out to a bunch of people who really made that place hum, and like. I would, as someone who lived in Orange County, LA was half as far as San Diego. I'd sometimes opt to go to the show, the tour date in San Diego, just because it was a Che and it was awesome, just like
0: rocked, like great venue, just,
2: just amazing. So I don't know. I, I, I these things are all fascinating. We we get the big shows in the big rooms, get the small shows in the small rooms, and sometimes you get a, an amazing big show in a small room. Um make the most out of it and realize it's not as out of touch as you think. You know, I, I, I I can tell lots of stories about booking shows for tens of people and then eventually booking shows for thousands of people. Uh, and then also after booking festivals, booking shows for tens of people again. And there's a, a joy, a joy and a pain found in both. So, um, don't get discouraged if you find yourself on the bigger end and you feel weird or like a fish out of water, and don't feel weird about being on the smaller end. That's cool as shit. Patrick, any other esoteric con- conversation to throw at us? Or are we done for the night?
1: Uh, Did you uh, have a question, Bob? I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how. I want to talk about the A7 plaque and go through every band on the A7 plaque. But uh, pull it up
0: right now. Do you have
1: it? <laughs> and pull it up. Let's do this rapid fire. I walked uh, by well, and didn't see the plaque man the man other now. day. We, we, big we, man. I don't know if this is the new one because you know the scandal on this one, right? So like, no. Please tell out. us.
2: I went to C&B Bakery right down the street from there, had a uh, Turkish bagel, which I think is called a Simter, Simter, S-I-M-T-I-R, if I'm saying it wrong, someone hit me up. It was like toasted sesame uh, and a very thin bagel-like thing. It was great. Um, The place also looked like it had great breakfast sandwiches, but I had just eaten lunch. So Um, let's go over this A7 plaque because I did not see it and I don't know the scandal.
1: Okay, so it's 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 old now, but it's at the uh, Tom. What's the new place called? Is it Niagara?
0: Niagara. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, which has been around forever. So, yes. Yeah. But
1: it 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 is. So there is a plaque on the wall, and oh, they re oh man, there's two. Yes. So can you find the? I'm second, looking
0: at the other one.
1: Can you find the second has- one, Tom? I think I'm only looking at the at the original.
0: I'm looking at one that literally, like, if you've ever, like played a guitar your honor yes
1: okay that's the one i'd like to go through but but hold on uh bob so that you understand they put a plaque on the wall mm. uh 1980 through 1984 it's just an a7 thing pioneers of american hardcore in the birthplace of yes right. hardcore, Cause it's cause it's
0: jesse mallon who played in all those bands owns the yeah.
1: bar yeah specifically reagan youth
2: maybe the nihilistics but yeah Go ahead. so wait was it even worse no
1: so uh, uh go ahead so, yeah yeah Uh, apparently when this plaque went on the wall, uh, there was people that took exception to it. Uh, People who were around people who played in the bands that played that room. And they felt that they felt that the selections were uh, safe or political or or whatever, but didn't speak to the, to, to the real shit. So Tom, the one I'm looking at is like, Kind of a greatest hits. It's Agnostic Front, Bad Brains, Beastie Boys, Black Flag, Cause for Alarm, DOA, even worse, yeah, False benefits, Heart Attack, Kraut, Murphy's Law, Reagan Youth, Scream, SSD, Control, The Mad, The Misguided, The Mob, uh, Warzone, and many, many more. Uh, but you, right. you, but you are able to find the one that I weirdly my my Google skills are not providing, but I know exists. Could you read that one to me, Tom?
0: All right. Are you guys ready? <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm ready. The revised a seven plaque yeah, as of totally 2014 a seven uh, 1980 to 1984 pioneers of american hardcore in the birthplace of new york hardcore okay <clears throat> aod agnostic front antidote anti-warfare artificial peace bad brains bad posture beastie boys bedlam black flag blood clot butch lust and the hypocrites cia oh, no. calls for alarm cavity creeps code of honor crucial truth Crumb suckers, death before dishonor, DOA, Down syndrome, even worse, false prophets, fatal rage, Gilligan's revenge, heart attack, ism, killer instinct, kraut. Major conflict, mental abuse, mental decay, mortal sin, Murphy's law, no thanks, rapid deployment, Reagan youth, savage circle, scream, shock, SSD control, the abused, the attack, the eliminators, the headlickers, the high and the mighty, the influence, the mad, the misguided, the mob, the nihilistics, the possessed, the pricks, the psychos, the stimulators, the undead, the young and the useless, ultraviolence, urban waste, virus, war zone, whipping boy, horror lords, and many, many more. So. Wow. Okay. So, uh, wow. The dude got on there, whipping boy, Patty.
1: I know. I, 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 there was a couple that I was like, yeah, technically true, but uh, coming from everywhere else, coming from Boston, coming from San Francisco, coming from everywhere else, it's. Uh, I, I would have gone the other way. I mean, there were probably
0: so few bands that actually played there. Well, well, I mean, no, that uh,
2: I think they were pulling from flyers. I mean, it's a good question of if there were, if it was strictly bands who played. So my notes are the C- the C I A God's Guts and Gun seven inch is awesome. Maybe the best early Connecticut hardcore record. Um, and the Fatal Range LP is my favorite Jersey Shore hardcore record from prior to 1990. It's just awesome. Like straight up, like fast, great U.S. hardcore, um, and I got lost because there were so many names, Tom. That I was like, why, 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 why?
0: I'm betting they went back and looked at every show that happened there, and so
1: them. would you guys as a as a Patreon exclusive exercise? Because I know the main line is not going to enjoy this exercise the way that we will. <laughs> Do you want to? what did you what's your hit ratio here because because I'm at having heard of two thirds but only uh, uh, only heard only heard music from maybe less than half
2: okay I'm looking at it i'm looking at the revised plaque uh heard heard uh no I've heard a lot of these bands. So it's like okay. I You've mean, yes.
0: Rapid deployment, Down syndrome. I don't even know what these. Down are.
2: syndrome, yes. Not rapid deployment. Um, not the Head Lick-
1: Headlickers, I think, is a comp only band. <laughs> I mean, a, a few of not... these are.
2: I mean, so cavity creeps is pre Murphy's Law. Um, I mean, Gilligan's Revenge, pre token entry.
0: Your big uh, Butch lost. Butch lost, and the Hypocrats. that's one I don't know.
2: I don't know them <laughs> at all. Blood clot. This <laughs> I, is I don't the know Od- them. Bedlam's from New Jersey. Oh, oh Angry Choo Choo. Um Bedlam's awesome. <laughs> Lost in Space LP yeah, is great. Are the planet. Oh, these are there's a lot of um so what you're seeing Jersey here is there's a lot of AOD like the buy our records, so oh. like North Jersey scene. But you're uh. seeing bands like like Code of Honor is San Francisco, you know? Um they maybe they toured out there, which is kind of amazing uh killer instinct i'm not super familiar mental abuse north jersey classic mental decay north jersey not so great um yeah there's some like yes we'll do the exercise patrick we need some time but we'll do the exercise try to listen to all this
0: or just go through the whole list
2: okay let's do it
0: i can guarantee you we will not be able to find recordings of oh at least a third
2: uh, I, I th- I no, no, we can hear. We can hear a lot. There will be certain no. ones that are hard. I'd say. I'd say there's five on here that may, that are hard to find recordings. But most of this, I'm I'm pretty. So the blood I, clot. Right. I listened to, blood clot. We the, got to listen the to the ex- live at tape.
1: material the other day, so I think we could find this. Yeah. do you say Pat
2: <laughs> the front line uh, material?
1: Which actually oh, front line. Uh, f- yeah, it's Mackie. Yeah, Mackie. Yep. Uh, it, but but I didn't know that. Like I had never listened to that. I I honestly had never encountered it in any physical format ever in my life. <laughs> and, and I went and listened. covered it. I I went and listened to it at YouTube. Uh, worth it, everybody. By the way,
2: Tom. Not only do I like Bedlam, I think I own a Bedlam poster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, let's You're go. Let's big up. Butch Butch so yet, the but like
2: Rascals it. band. Um. All right, yo, uh, that's for Patreon. Everybody, sign up. We love you. Have a good night.